This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 221. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host today, Bruce Irving, here with you with another episode of the show. Nick from Caliente Pizza is joining me on this podcast episode today. He has a new book coming out. He's going to be speaking at the Pizza Expo. We're going to talk all about that. We get into a lot of prime costs. We get a lot about he has five restaurants. How did he build up to those five restaurants in the last seven years? He's built five restaurants in the last seven years. How does he organize that, all that? Uh, we go into a lot of PL. How does he get organized? We talk a lot about how he's built the systems into his business, which is in his new book that's coming out. Uh, he's going to be joining me on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to Nick Bogatz. He's been on the podcast before. He's joined us on the live show we have over on Facebook as well before. Uh, so he's always a, a wealth of knowledge and information and always wants to share and build up the great pizza community that we're in here today. So I'm excited for that uh, episode for you to listen to today. Before we get into today's episode, I have to say thank you to our sponsor. The sponsor for today's show is The Mail Shark. If you're a full service, if you're looking for a full service direct mail company, Mail Shark is the place for you. Over the past decade, They've helped thousands of pizzerias grow their sales just like yours using direct mail. The cool thing about MailShark is they know how hard it is to run a pizzeria, so they don't make you pay all of the money up front. They help you spread out the mailings and payments over several weeks. This helps you free up cash flow and gives you a steadier stream of new customers. Rather than getting busy all at once, you get it over the extended period of time. You can get started with no money down. If you want to learn more about how MailShark can help your restaurant grow, contact them direct at themailshark.com forward slash SPM. Or if you're a phone call kind of person and you want to give them a call, 484-240-2854. Again, that's themailshark.com forward slash SPM. Make sure you use that link. Let them know you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and you're looking to get started with some direct mail. I really think you should use a little bit of direct mail in your business at least twice a year. So if you're going to be using direct mail, contact the Mail Shark 484-240-2854. And if you're looking for some help in your marketing, we are going to be launching The Best Pizza School. Frank Pinello from The Pizza School and I, uh, not from The Pizza School, he's from The Pizza Show, and I, from Smart Pizza Marketing, we are teaming up, and we are going to be doing The Best Pizza School. It's going to be a place for you to get a ton of resources for you to learn how to grow your business. If you're looking to get into the pizza business, how to make dough, how to make sauce, how to do your marketing, all of the content that we produce over at the Smart Pizza Marketing, all the tutorials, Everything is going to be the, this is going to be the go-to resource for you to learn about how to build and grow a successful pizzeria. We have some surprises in store for you as well. We're going to be bringing in guest speakers and guest teachers inside of this. It's going to be a really fantastic resource. It ain't open yet, but it is open soon. We just had a big meeting yesterday. If you're listening to this when the podcast comes out, uh, we're recording the show actually the day it comes out. We had a big meeting yesterday, Frank, uh, myself, and somebody else. Can't say who it is yet. Uh, but it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited to bring you this resource. We are going to be doing a meetup at this year's Pizza Expo on Wednesday. Here's how you get access. You can either shoot me a DM on Instagram, Bruce. No, I'm not Bruce. I am at Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram. If you're interested in either joining us for the meetup or getting them some more information about Best Pizza School and how you can get in, uh, how you can join it, uh, direct message me on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing, or you can follow us on Instagram at Best Pizza School. We are at Best Pizza School on Instagram and on Facebook. So go follow us on those. Frank and I will be monitoring those and letting you know exactly when where we're going to be doing this meetup. It's looking like Wednesday afternoon. So mark your calendars for that meetup at the Pizza Expo. All right, that is enough for me, guys. Uh, if you missed anything on this podcast episode, we take all the notes for you over at smartpizzamarketing.com. But for now, let's just get into the episode with Nick from Caliente Pizza. 
Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Bruce from the Smart Pizza Marketing here with Nick Bogatz from Caliente. You guys are all familiar with Nick. He's been on the show before. Uh, he has a new book coming out uh, where he's excited to talk about that. He's going to be speaking at this year's Pizza Expo, and he's starting a new vlog about the documenting the process of opening all of, well, not all of his restaurants, every restaurant from now moving forward. He's opening number five as we speak. He's actually going to go do that right now after we get off this call. So Nick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Happy to be here. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Nick. You're, you're a smart dude. You've been opening a lot of restaurants. You guys have the process down. And uh, you and I talked recently at the Mid-America Restaurant Expo, and you're actually opening up your fifth restaurant as we speak. So that's exciting. And you also have a new book coming out. I do. Um, I wrote over the last year and a half the, the Pizza Equation. It's um, every little bit of, of what I've learned over the last 22 years from different managers, different um pizza shops that I worked at, different franchisees that I worked at, and I put it all into what's making Caliente's Pizza Equation successful. Which you and I have talked on and off here many, many times about what it takes to open a restaurant, you know, if it's just your first one or to multiply those. Because I think the, the people have the hardest time going from one to two, from two to three. Uh, and you seem to have a system that's working because you're opening restaurants. Every time I talk to you, I feel like you're opening a new restaurant. You're in the process of finding a location or in the process of opening a new restaurant. So that's exciting. You obviously have that process down. Uh, and I'm always fascinated by people who write books because there's so many people who write books and I just can't seem to ever do that. So we'll talk about that as well. That sounds great. Um, so yeah. let's, let's explain, give people, if this is the first time catching you, on the podcast, I know you were on before, but it was a while ago. Just give them a brief background about what you do and where you do it. Sure. So we're in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm from uh, president of Caliente Pizza and Draft House. It's owned by my wife and I. Uh, no partners, just us. We started in 2012 with one store in uh, Pittsburgh's Little Italy. And we are literally, when you say in the middle of opening a new store, we're opening tomorrow at 4. So I, <laughs> I snuck into the office here real quick. I mean, we're literally uh, probably got about uh, no no exaggeration. I'd say 35 guys out there um, working around the clock right now to get us open by four tomorrow. And, um, you know, member of the World Pizza Champions team are also we're three time World Pizza Champions here at Caliente. We're getting excited about going out to Las Vegas. And uh, we're also headed over to Italy this year to compete as well. So we, we got a lot going on from here till the middle of April. And um, we're just super excited about it. And I really appreciate you, you putting me out here on the uh, podcast. And also, um, you know, I, the book I wrote, it took over the last year and a half. I wrote The Pizza Equation. I've just, um, like I do everything, you know, it seems like we're getting massive results. And I'm just one of those believers that uh, how do you eat an elephant? Uh, one bite at a time. So I've been, you know, I just every week for the last year and a half, I made sure I sat down on a Thursday night at 10 o'clock when, when I was kind of had a moment and um, just wrote. And then I got to the point where I got an editor from a friend of a friend and she she put everything into um, a format that looked like a book. And then she asked me a, um, a ton of questions and I carved out a, a little bit more time, a couple weekends and answered all her questions. And before you know it, um, I mean, it, it turns out that I've got a really nice book for anybody who's opening up a pizzeria. And honestly, anybody that's in the business, um, I think would appreciate it too, because it's a lot of uh, personal stories and behind the scenes. Um, there are some tips and tricks and stuff that has worked for us, but I, I think overall it, it's a, a book that just relates to the industry. Right. So it's kind of like for somebody who's either in the business or looking to get in the business, they can use that as like a uh, feeling like there's somebody else who's going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing that they are. Right. And I think also for somebody that's um, entrepreneurial and, and they just like uh, inspiration, I think, you know, there's a, 
there's a part in there where I'm talking about how I had five jobs at one time, literally for two and a half years working 90 hours a week, knowing that um, the money in one account was going to, to open up the pizzeria. The first one I was dreaming about. So I think there's a lot of uh, inspiring things in there, too, that it wasn't just, um, you know, a lot of times people look at your success. And they think it's an overnight success. But mine's really been um, a journey for sure. Yeah. How long have you been at it for? Um, since 1996, when I started as a delivery driver. Now, how long have you been? When, when did you open your first Caliente? 2000, September of 2012. So you've been at it for about seven years at Caliente as an owner-operator. Yes. And in that seven years, you've opened now your fifth location. Correct. See, that's a pretty good story. So now walk us through the, the book. Like, what sections are in the book? Like, how does it start? Does it start with your story? Does it, And then does it go into, like, does it talk a lot about how you went from one to five locations? It does. So I start off with a you know, brief uh, synopsis of the pizza industry and uh, pizza, where it was founded, and, and kind of how it came to America, and just kind of giving a, a broad, broad um, introduction to the industry. And then I go into my story of where I'm um, working the hours, working at different stores, uh, working with different managers. Of, you know, One guy taught me, um, I had a guy that I worked for in the very beginning, he owned nine rental properties, and then he basically what you would call now a, a slumlord. And he opened up a pizza shop because he thought it was quick cash. And he was one of those guys that when uh, somebody would pull up for a bill, he'd say, hey, Nick, go out and talk to the uh, penny saver guy. And I'd go out to talk to him. And before you know it, this guy would hop in his car and be out of the parking lot in his car. So, <laughs> you know, but the good good thing about this guy was he showed he was the first person to show me all the books like literally everything he would go ahead and open up and show me hey this is what it costs exactly to make a pizza this is how much we pay for dumpster service this is what phone service this is tv lights electric my loan he would show everything on a uh, excel spreadsheet and really i mean taught me a ton about the numbers and he bought another store about a year and a half in and he had the two-year curse or the two-store curse where, you know, somebody buys the second store and it ruins everything he had. He just couldn't keep up. And he came to me one day and said, hey, I'm going to have to let you go. He says, um, you know, I really don't want to want to fire you. He says, but, you know, I'm going to end up closing the stores anyway. And I don't want to take you completely down with the ship. So I'm going to let you go. And I was I was devastated because it was I had a lot of time into there. Right. But then when I started to reflect, you know, it, it made me stronger for my next position. And then years down the road, I really, the best thing that ever happened to me, the only time I got fired, but it was, it was definitely um, worth it because I learned a lot from it. And also um, the numbers part I carried with me from every store I ever ran. And I think when I started to work for um, the big corporate chains and I could run um, P&Ls really, you know, really tight and I could run the uh, labor and food costs and all my costs really, really tight. It was all because of what this guy had shown me and, um, yeah, it went a long way. So I talk about that in the book, and then I get into, uh, of course, like stuff that we do at Caliente, like our marketing plan. Um, Hold on a second. Know, let, me get, let me back you up there for a second, because that PNL I think sure. is important. Is the PNL yep. the, like uh, knowing your numbers is by far the most important part? Don't you think? Absolutely. And what I have found out is when you get into, you know, one thing I never did was I never had uh, more than one store underneath me. I was never a supervisor with these corporate guys. I always was a general manager and I always ran the best store for whatever corporate chain I worked for. If we had nine stores, I ran the, the number one out of nine stores. If they had six, I was number one out of six. But I never had four or five stores underneath me. So basically, this is the first time that I've had, you know, four or five stores underneath me. And what I have found out over the last three years, communication is number one. Yeah. 
And number two is what do you communicate? And we communicate the numbers. You know, every single week we have a GM meeting at eight o'clock on, on um, the phone, like conference call. And we go over the chart from the week before and the chart breaks down everything from uh, discounts to average tickets to sales uh, increase over last year, um, sales for this week, comparable sales to store versus store. And really it's um, that's kind of the way that we try to go ahead and, and uh, communicate those numbers. And But we have found that what you focus on is what you get, what kind of results. So if we're not talking about food costs, we're going to run high food costs. If we're every week talking about food costs, these guys are going to pay attention to it and cost the goods and make sure they dial it in and portion control. And when they think they have it really tight, we'll go in and look at the stores and say, okay, you are running really close to your numbers, but here's what you're missing. You know, you're not using the scales during the week. That's probably what's, what's going on. Or did you notice that, you know, you're throwing some product away because you're not rotating stuff like little things that we can really help them once they dial into those numbers. And then labor is same way. If you're not paying attention to your labor costs, then we project everything. So each week we're projecting Thursday at four o'clock. My guys know we have a, uh, we use technology has been great. It's the game changer. Yeah. I think you're always into that too. But like totally. we have the uh, group, a group me app. All the GMs are on it. Thursday at four o'clock. I don't even have to ask anymore. What is it All again? Pro- group me, kind of like a WhatsApp. Okay. It's just called group me. And um, they go ahead and throw all their numbers on on their four o'clock, their projections for labor for, for the next week. So I know that they're physically putting their schedule in and figuring out this is what percentage we're going to run. This is how many dollars we're going to spend. And it shows that every single week. And then myself and my supervisor know at 4 PM every Thursday that they're projecting for the next week. So I think we're definitely trying to dial those numbers in. That's the most important part. And did you, I think did you learn that from working at the big chains or did you work, learn that over just your experience over time? Well, I think uh, the guy that I mentioned in the beginning that would run out on his bills, he definitely, <laughs> you know, I think everybody, when they get into the pizza industry, thinks you sell a pizza for 10 bucks and you keep eight of it, right? Like, that's the that's the assumption. Everybody, everybody except works, for the people who actually sell the pizza thinks that. Yes. And then everybody, yeah, right. Everybody who works for you. So, like, that's the challenge. you got to show everybody that, hey, this is what, what it really costs. And that's what I've done with my guys. We break it down and show them. And I think... After I worked for that guy, then I went into the corporate chains, and they definitely taught me uh, structure, systems, yeah. and then definitely like how to read a P&L, what a P&L was, um, and how to run your labor costs and how to look for um, what may be causing different things. Like we noticed, too, we have suburban stores. So that 4 to 5 o'clock hour, there's really nothing going on. Dinner starts at 5, except for like the first three weeks when the, the clocks change. You know, that then yeah. you can have guys a little earlier, but – we find a lot of times you're going to blow your labor. It's because they're bringing in everybody for the night at four o'clock. They're bringing them all in at the same time. So that's usually where we look. If we got a store with high labor or a new general manager, we teach them like that four to five hour bare minimum, you know, bring everybody in at four 30 to five. And um, even some guys in at six for dinner. And then same thing when you're getting everybody out, you don't need everybody scheduled to leave at 10 o'clock, you know, get a guy out at eight, nine, yeah. 10, you know? So a lot of that has been, um, dialing all that in but we run really tight numbers and the thing that scares me is when we go out to like the pizza expo and someone will be talking about prime cost and they're talking about 60 percent and my guys are like we're running 54 what do you, they said we can run 60 i was like they're not writing the checks like i am yeah we're right what i say we're running. you gotta ha- you gotta have a little room for error there so your prime costs are running around 55 50 and for just explain what prime costs are for anybody who's not familiar it's, it's your food and your labor costs right and we are right around 
54%. If what's your goal for that? Is it 54% or what's the like what you you tell your general manager, listen, you can't go above this. What is it? So what we do is we run a 30% food cost. That's yep. like our that's our cost of goods and food costs. Like we try to run them the same because what we found out is when we said, "Hey, your food cost can be 30% and then their cost of goods is like 38%." We're like, "There's too much stuff on the shelves. There's it's just not there's no way you can run every single week a 38% cost of goods and then have a 30% food cost. Right. So we just went to, we want, we want cost of goods at 30%. We want your food cost at 30%. Then labor, we judge it off of your sales. We run them anywhere from 21 to 24 and a half percent. Depends on how much sales you're doing. Right. We do give them a little bit of lead way. And we have one store that's gigantic. It has a upstairs party room. It has the biggest dining room. So we give them a little bit more. Um, we give them an extra percent too. And then sometimes we, you know, we're flexible. If, if the general manager can come to me and give me a reason, like they can show me, hey, this is the store we're running and we're, we're trying to get your labor. Here's my schedule, but we need more labor because we're going to expand the sales this way. This is what if they can make me buy into something, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, give, you know, spend the extra percent. Let's let's see how this works in a month. Right. And a lot of times these guys, they've gotten good where they can dial it in. We now have a um, a crew of. Um, five general managers who have all been with me for over three years. So they, they really dial things in and they're, they're, they're receptive to what we're trying to preach. They're buying into the culture. And as, as long as they can show me mathematically how it's going to, how it's going to help, you know, we're, we can give them an extra percent here and, and stuff like that too. Right. What about your food costs? So are, are you uh, adjusting your prices and how often are you adjusting your prices to keep that food cost in line? That's a question I get asked a lot. Yes. Good question. We do it once a year. Um, we usually start the process in December. Um, we actually are rolling a brand new menu out at the new store tomorrow. And then we have the new menu is going to go into effect uh, Monday and Tuesday at the other stores. And so, the, the menu is the same across all five stores? They are. Every um, The spaces are all different. It, it, it basically depends on what, what kind of bones we have in the store. We paint everything black and then we put a ton of beer signs on the walls and um, a lot of rustic wood on the walls. And then after that, uh, we keep all the menus the same, all the specials the same, and all the food the same at, at all the locations. Yeah, it keeps it simple that way, right? Yep, it really does. Because, you know, it just, I try to have specials and stuff like that. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Do you do any discounting or offers or anything like that? Or are you just straight menu and that's it? So we have this, we have no coupons inside the store for, for um, dine-in. But we do have specials every day. We have um, a wing night. We have a um, you know half price sticks and rolls. We have uh, a day where you can get free toppings on your pizza. We have a day where gourmet pizzas are a set price. But we never have like you can't come in with your ten ninety nine coupon. We're mailing to the delivery customer because right. we. I think that's what's uh, unique about us too is we have a hundred and over a hundred seats at all the stores, and then we also do pickup, dining, and delivery on top of that. So, you know, all the stores are full delivery because that was a lot of my experience growing up was I felt like my strongest part was the delivery game. So even though we have full service restaurants, we still have been um, delivering this whole whole time, which adds probably about 20 percent to our sales um, at, at the end of the week. Which is like a lot of people want to get into that delivery. Maybe they are they're a full service restaurant and there's a ton of delivery places now. Not only are there a ton of third party delivery services, but you can literally get any kind of food delivered from any restaurant now. So the competition is fierce. You know, back in the 90s or 2000s even, there was like the only thing you could get delivered to your house was like Chinese food or pizza. 
Right. Now it's everything. Uh, you can get like Starbucks delivered to your house now if you want it. And you want to pay eight <laughs> bucks for a coffee or yeah. 12 because it's already eight bucks at Starbucks, but that delivery fee on top. So how are you competing with, how are you, um, yeah, how are you competing with the, all of those services? Is it just like really hammering down on your prices and making sure that your delivery times are good and consistent? Well, so it's a little bit of both. I think, um, you know, of course we could talk about third party for probably the next two hours. If really <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to give you my quick, um, three minute, two minute, conversation about third party that i think yeah you're let's do probably it. Gonna have fun. yeah so you know i always pride myself on trying to not be the same and try to try to always change with the times and be innovative so we have always used grubhub for years and years and we use them as um we we deliver grubhub's food or we deliver the food grubhub doesn't deliver for us they just give us the orders uber eats um as soon as they came into my market i signed up even though there was only like two places on there so we've done third party delivery because i believe that if somebody calls in on you know mom and dad are sitting there for the night and they say hey what do you want for dinner it's not like you said pizza or chinese if they're ordering for takeout now they just say uber eats so if you're not on uber eats you have no chance of getting it so you can debate the cost of what they charge you all that stuff so we still try and do the in-house delivery just like we normally would try to be as fast and accurate as possible make sure we're staffed up during the peak hours but now what we're doing is we're making sure that we're giving good service to uber and grubhub we treat those as yeah, we went from doing $500 with a Grubhub at one of our stores to doing $5,000 a week in Uber at one of our stores. Or, I mean, 500 in, from Uber when we started to 5000 a week in Uber. Wow. That's how much Uber orders we're doing. So what we decided, and this is kind of a sneak preview, and I think you're going to love this idea, is we decided to open up a pop-up restaurant inside our restaurants. So a whole different name. And we already serve burgers and fries on our menu. We got a different bun. And we're doing the burgers for this new burger joint is going to be um, burgers and fries. And then we're going to deliver it like we're a totally different restaurant. So when you go into Uber, you're going to see Nick's Burgers and they'll order like it's a different restaurant. And they have no idea that they're still ordering from Caliente. We got different bags, different receipts. So we're just going to serve this the same stuff out of there. Um, it's been kind of interesting setting it up because we had to get a different. We have a digital phone system. So we got to we purchase a different line from them yeah we use chally who integrates everything into our systems because if you guys are doing third-party delivery and you're not integrating into your systems you're still using tablets you know life-changing make sure you call chally um there's a couple other great great groups out there that can integrate into your system who's your main pos um, um thrive so that integrates it integrates yeah. into thrive okay and what's this what's why, let me ask you a question why do the pop-up like why just to get other people who would order different things to order from you yeah, so think about it, Bruce. So like you got one of these nights where, you know, the, the wife, wife says to the husband, hey, what do you want to order? And they say, we're going to order Uber. So then they go on there and they look and they and you're you know, if you're one of the 20 restaurants on there, you've got a one in 20 chance of them ordering from you. Now I've got a two in 20 chance of them ordering off of me. So it's just like little Italy days. We sell used to sell 4000 slices out front of our store for, from four days. A big, giant Italian fest. So I said. Give me a booth across the street. Give me a booth down the street, and we'll still do the booth in front of the store. We went from 4,000 to 8,000 slices. Wow. So my thought is, same thing. We're going to do a pop You, I, You have to call it a pop-up restaurant for the third parties to let you you do it. You know, it's a, what is a pop-up? That gets you. That's a whole nother conversation, right. too. But really, all we're doing is we're bagging our burgers and wings on a different bun and throwing them into a bag. <laughs> and, uh, that's you, crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a whole nother. It's the same thing. 
because we were worried about like putting pressure on the cooks. The only thing it's going to do is give us more orders. Right. So we're just thinking now we have a two and 20 chance out of getting ordered on Uber. And if we're doing 5,000 in pizza, you know, there are other options for pizza. There's definitely people who order Uber that say, you know, they're not going on Uber for pizza. You know, that's probably the last choice on Uber is going to be pizza because they can call anybody and get it. But yeah, I think they, I think they yeah, I think they go on Uber yeah. for ideas, right? Right. Like to look yeah, at because, like what's available. Absolutely. So that's where we, you know, we're going to put the burgers and fries on there and um, with some appetizers and it's just going to give us more chance to, um, to get ordered. Right. And I believe that we could get, you know, if we're doing 5,000 in pizza. I think we can do at least 5,000 in, in, um, in burgers and fries. And think about it too. Like people are always trying to up their sales. Like if I could to- tell you like, Hey, this one switch is going to get you, you know, an extra four grand a week. Like, that's who cares if they're taking 30% is the way I look at it. Like, now, are you, let me ask you this. Cause I know people are home are screaming yep. into their, into their cars or wherever they're listening to this. What yep. about that 30% fee? Like, how do you justify that? So in the very beginning, they would not let you have different prices than what you have on your, on your website. It had to be the same. Now it can be the same as long as they're the same across all the third parties. So you can have your in-store online menu. That is your, your prices. You can put, you know, an extra 5% on everything else. And that's that's kind of the way that you have to do it. That'll that'll help you out, put 5 to 10, 10% on everything else. And, um, you know, the other thing is, this is what drives me mad about this too, because everybody will complain about the 30%. Sit down and figure out your coupon, your large one topping coupon, and figure out how much percent you're taking off of, of your regular price. And I almost bet that it's close to 20 or 30%. Right. Well, you know, that, that nine ninety nine coupon that you're giving out or a two topping for eleven ninety nine, and your normal price is 15 bucks or 16 bucks. Like you're giving the 30% off right there. So what, what's the difference, you know? And the other thing is, is it's marketing costs. It's not food costs. I always look at, you know, in the beginning, everyone will ask me like, how do we blow up? Like become so popular or a brand new pizza shop where there was five or six pizza shops within a half a mile from me Groupon. And who the heck believes that Groupon works or would want to do Groupon? I looked at it like a marketing cost. I said, you know what? We're going to, I'm just going to build it into my budget. And rather than going out and spending thousands of dollars on Valpac and everything else, I'm going to do Groupon and rely on them to bring me customers. And they did. This is just another form of marketing. I'm relying on these third parties to bring me customers. And I think if you it's could change the, the if you could change the price and like you said, 5% on every item across sure. the board on all those third parties, that, that solves your problem right there. Hey, you want to save some money? Go to our website and order direct from us. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So they're, yeah. I love that. So let's talk about, I know you gotta, you're opening your restaurant, so we got we to gotta go quick. Now, let's sure. talk about where can people, what are you doing at this year's Pizza Expo? So this this year's Pizza Expo, I have a talk on uh, how to add beer to beer to your menu and make a profitable, profitable beer um, list, draft list. So I think what's been really important too is, you know, we've come in here and not just on top of having great pizza and being known for that. In the beginning, I did not want to be the guy that said, our pizza is the best because everybody says that when they open up their own shop. So not even when they I open started, up their own shop, everybody says that period. Yeah. Right. So, so what I did in the, we have the awards to back it up now, but in the beginning, <laughs> <True. laughs> in the beginning, what we did was we said, Hey, how can we get people in here? And I realized that the craft brewers are out there doing the same things we're doing. They're passionate about it. Uh, what they're doing, they're putting their heart and soul into it. They're using local ingredients. So I put our, our pizza together with craft beer and I started to market craft beer and I have now 
um, you know, every store has over 20 taps, 150 different bottles. Um, I work a lot with the local brewers. I do a lot of things that even you probably can tell just from this podcast, I try to do a lot of things that aren't typical. Yeah. And we have a lot of things that in our beer program that aren't typical. So, you know, um, Tuesday out at the expo, I have an hour seminar where I'm going to give you guys a, if you want to learn some things that a different approach to your beer menu that definitely will drive your sales. Like that's what I'm going to teach. And then what time on Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday. And I believe it's at uh, two two thirty on Tuesday in um, one of the seminar rooms. All right, we'll link that up with the show notes of this episode too on your uh, on the uh, SPM website. I appreciate that. And then on top of that, uh, Tuesday as well from twelve thirty to one thirty, I'll be uh, signing the pizza equation and selling copies at the World Pizza Games table. And then Wednesday from ten thirty to eleven thirty at the World Pizza Games table, I'll be signing the book and. Um, and um, selling copies as well. And then Thursday from 1030 to 1130 at the Perfecting Pizza booth with uh, Siler Chapman and Michael Shepard, I'll be doing the same thing, signing books and uh, selling copies there. And then Wednesday night at the block party, um, we'll be at one of the tables um, selling our books as well. Oof, you're a busy dude. Yes. You're gonna do so a lot of you're gonna just look for the guy with the crampy right hand or left hand. Are you a righty or a lefty? Lefty. Yeah, me too. So just look for the guy with the crampy left hand, and you'll know it's Nick because he was signing all those books there. Also, real quick, your vlog. We'll link all that up in the show notes, all that uh, information sure. you just gave. So if you're driving or you're working in the restaurant right now, uh, this episode, uh, we're recording it actually the day it comes out. So go over to the Smart Pizza Marketing website, and we'll link all that up for you. Uh, the vlog. I finally convinced you, I think, to start doing a vlog about what's happening in your restaurant, right, and all these openings. So you just started that recently too. How's that going? Yeah, it's going great. Yeah, you absolutely did. You know, the thing is, is I am always trying to figure out, like, where's the next curve? And I see so much. Everyone's talking about video now. And it's like, well, what what is video? Is it just showing, hey, here's the Tuesday night special and come, come eat two pizzas on Tuesday for a certain price? And what I think you kind of talked to me about, too, was it's not so much that video. It's how did you come to sell the two pizzas for Tuesday on a Tuesday night? You know, right. people want to see the meeting. You know, if you have a manager meeting and people want to see that, you know, everybody together, or this was a great opportunity building this store. We've got vlogs about like, you know, all the construction going on at the store and how do we do it and how do we pick the lights and how do we pick the draft system and where stuff's going. And, you know, people want to see the story behind the story. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what you had told me. And I believe that. And if you look at other industries, that's what people are do, doing in other industries. They're showing the story behind the story and especially the influencers, you know. Um, two years ago, if you said the word influencer or social media influencer, I don't think people would really even know what that was or comprehend it. But now it's another common term and it's social media influencer. But what are these YouTubers doing? They're just showing their daily life, their story behind the story. It's really to me, if you, you watch any of it, you know, my wife loves the one YouTuber that's showing how to put makeup on. And, and really what it is, is it is you know, reality TV, which was so popular, the next step. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of what you know, now having a smartphone or being able to buy a vlog camera, you can take this anywhere and you can, you know, turn your store into basically reality TV show. And with some editing, you can still not show things that you don't want to show. Yeah, you totally. Just, you know, yeah, you it's show what you want to show. And it, yeah. it's it's like, it's exactly what you said. People, uh, the, the video of you telling or you talking about your pizza or the special you have tonight is, is great. And that's a great starting point. But that's not gonna want. That's not gonna make somebody come back over and over and over again. But if you tell a story of your business as it's ongoing, because your business never ends unless you're 
goal is to like, all right, I'm going to own 10 stores and then sell my company. And that in itself would be a great show, you going through that process. But if you're just in the business of operating a restaurant or whatever local business you operate, that day-to-day activity that you have going on through the week is what is going to make someone come back and watch that over and over and over again. And then you show them your two, your two pizza special in between that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And you're doing that now. I'm excited to share. I'm excited to share that. We'll link up the first episode of your vlog when it airs. And then you got to follow the journey, man. You're going to see how Nick does all this stuff. Perfect. That's, that's what it's all about. Follow the journey. Yeah. So where can people go buy the book? Um, Amazon on March 1st, it's going to be live on Amazon. I will have copies out of the pizza expo as well, but uh, amazon.com. You can just uh, either Google my name, Nick Bogaz, it shows up or you can do the pizza equation and it also pops up. Um, there's also the pizzaequation.com website that you can go ahead and pre-order books on as well. And but we're can... pretty close to March 1st too. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's only a, uh, a week away. That's only eight days away yeah. or seven days away. It... So we're just the 21st here as we talk in February. So where can people go follow your journey and see you happening or what's happening along the way? Yeah, Caliente Pizza Draft House um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, uh, just to mention, we're up over a thousand books sold already, too, Bruce. And I think that's pretty exciting as that's well. That's amazing. That's a thousand yeah. more books than I will ever sell. <laughs> yeah, because I can't it's just write. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm oh, so you proud. never know. It just uh, like I said, it's it's all how you eat the elephant, one bite at a time. I know. I just can't. I can't. I can't even come to write a blog post, let alone a book. Like it just really pains me. I don't know why. Maybe I need to get over that. Or the 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 technology to talk into a microphone and have it transcribed is getting much, much better. So maybe a year from now my book will be totally me just talking into the microphone. Or maybe I'll just do an audio book. I should just do that. Yeah, you could. Hey, it. you're fantastic in your media in, in your medium, Bruce. So just maybe that keep nailing it. Yeah, stay in my lane, right? Yeah. All right, Nick, I'm going to link up all that. Go follow Nick. Go follow his journey. Go check out his book. Go visit him at the Pete's Expo. I'm sure you and I will touch base at the Pete's Expo and say hello, Nick. So I'm looking forward to seeing you again there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you to Nick for joining me on the podcast episode today. It's always fun to talk to Nick. Nick's a great dude. Go follow him. We take uh, if you missed anything that we mentioned on this uh, episode his book or his links to his social or to check out his new vlog that we're helping him with, go over to smartpizzamarketing.com. It's episode number 221. We will link up all of that stuff for you. Also, don't forget about our Best Pizza School on Instagram, at Best Pizza School. And if you're looking for some information about our meetup, if you want to join our meetup, if you are heading to this year's Pizza Expo and you want to meet us in the Las Vegas at the Pizza Expo, it's going to be happening on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, More details to come. Shoot me a direct message on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing, and I'll fill you in exactly when and where we're going to be doing that meetup. If you need some help for your marketing, though, we still have an agency over here that we do marketing for. SmartPizzaMarketing.com forward slash zip. If you want the best marketing for pizzerias around, we know exactly what's happening in the world of pizzerias. What's working today? Facebook, Facebook bots, uh, Instagram, Instagram marketing, swipe up ads, all that good stuff we do for you over at here our Smart Pizza Marketing Agency. If you're looking for some help, we can definitely do that. Reach out to me. You can email me direct, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Or you can go to that website I mentioned earlier, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. All right, guys, let me let me just say one thing before we wrap it here. I know a couple episodes ago, I gave a little motivational speech about why you should start doing uh, video or doing something you're uncomfortable with. And let me just tell you this. Uh, a lot of, I, I, or at this point, I've done over 221 episodes of this podcast you're listening to right here. We've probably done 100 live shows over on Facebook, talked to thousands of people in the restaurant space, whether that be guests or people who listen to the show. 
And the one thing that I've realized is that the successful people, and by success, it's not necessarily monetary, right? It doesn't mean you're the busiest store ever. Because I know people who have busy, busy locations, and they're absolutely miserable in life. So it doesn't necessarily mean money. It means being happy, doing what you want to do because you want to do it, and you're able to do it when and where you want. That's happiness, and that's success to me. But you got to start. Whatever it is you're thinking about starting, whether that be a pizza truck or you want to do videos or you think you should start Facebook advertising or you think you should open an Instagram account, but you're too late. Just start it because the only way for you to get better at it is to actually take some action and physically start doing one thing at a time and then moving forward. Like Nick mentioned in this episode, how do you write a book? You write a sentence a day. And eventually, if you keep doing that consistently over time, you will have a book. Except for me. I will probably never have a book. And if you ever have a book from me, it's probably going to be an audio version. Maybe I'll load up all of these podcast episodes that I've done over the past three or four years and put it in an audio form, and that'll be my book. You can listen to it all in one place. Guys, but listen, my last piece of advice, take some action. Go do whatever it is you've been thinking about starting. And if you need some help from me, if you have a question or something you want me to help you with, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email address. It goes right to me. It may take me a couple days to get back to you, but I will get back to you, I promise. And on that note, guys, have a tremendous week, and we'll see you next time.